You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So I also hope you guys had a great weekend because I feel like that's a great way to kind of usher in the new week by kind of getting some things out of your system, getting a little loose or just winding down by reading a book, watching Netflix or whatever you have to do. This weekend was really cool. I did get to do a combination of both. I got to wind down a little bit and I was able to hang out with my girlfriends from my Bonita Bubble um, WhatsApp chat group. Uh, Only a couple of us were able to go out, but we were able to attend the Harlem Fashion Week event, which was really, really nice. I had never really been to a Fashion Week-esque type of event. I've been to fashion shows. But this is the first time I actually went to a fashion week type of event and a Harlem fashion week event at that. And I thought it was really cool because they had a lot of up and coming new um, designers that were able to showcase their works. And they were people of color. And it was just beautiful just to see how a community is rallying around its young talent. And so and it was also a great time, obviously, hanging out with my girlfriend and also Meeting Yandy Smith. Um, for those of you who don't know who she is, um, I mean, how I come to know her is through Love and Hip Hop because I was a day one Love and Hip Hop watcher. Now, not so much, to be honest. But that's kind of where I was introduced to Yandy. But then just following her on social media and seeing some of the social justice initiatives she's taken on and also her entrepreneurial side with um, starting her Yelle Beauty skincare line, which I actually purchased a a daily moisturizer, um, ideally for the face. So I've been using it actually for the last couple of days and it's been feeling well. It's been weighing well on my face. And I feel like I've had less um, oil, like oily skin. Like I have I'm one of those people with a T-zone, like my nose is is very oily, you know, parts of my forehead, etc. But I feel like there's been a balance. So I'm going to keep monitoring it just to see that if it is the the product that's doing that. But if it is, I definitely think she's onto something. Um, so for today's show, I have a very special guest. One of my really dear friends grew up with her in the church. Um, she goes by the name of Julia Sinatus, Julia Sinatus, for those of you who don't pronounce your accent. (laughs) Um, she is going to come on the show and just talk a little bit about herself and her blogging career. And so I really like, um, where she's going with the blogging. It's, it's a little niche. Um, and I'm going to wait for her to come on and tell you all about it, but I definitely just wanted to broadcast that first so that if you had any intentions of switching the dial, that you make sure that you continue listening on to, um, listening into the podcast so you can hear all about Julia Sinatus and, um, her blogging venture. Um, But before we get into the meat of the show, you know I always have my highlight of the week. 
So this week's highlight of the week is that I get to officiate for the first time one of my dear friend's weddings um, in Florida over this weekend. And it's really interesting how that came about because some of you are like, wait, (laughs) officiating weddings? What are you doing? What's going on here? So (laughs) me and my my homeboy Cliff, um, we've been friends for years. Like we met when I first got to St. John's University and we've been stuck at the hip essentially ever since then. You know, my whole entire family knows him. All the people who are like my my real friends know him. Like he's, uh, or at least if you haven't met him, you've heard his name. Like he's been part of like my family um, since, you know, 2001. Um, and so, well, actually, no, 2002. That's when I started. <laughs> that's when I started St. John's. I think he started the year before me. But either way, early 2000s. We were friends. We met each other in the Haitian society. We were both on like the e-boards and committees and it was a wrap from then. So he's getting married over the weekend in Florida um, to his, you know, beautiful wife to be Sam. And I'm going to be officiating the wedding. It was really it was really like I said, it was really interesting how it came about. It was kind of a joke, really. Like, hey, you know, I'll do your wedding. And then, like, it might have been a couple days later or a week later, he texted me and was like, hey, were you serious about that? And I'm like, well, if you're serious, then I'm serious. So that's kind of how it happened. And I ended up getting my license. So I'm official official from the Universal Life Church. Um, So right now I'm able to officiate weddings. I can, um, you know, do baptism. I can baptize people. I can bless homes. I can, you know, pretty much, I don't know, do everything I guess a minister (laughs) is able to do. Now, will I be doing these things? Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm going to stick to officiating weddings. And maybe if you want me to bless your house, I'll bring some sage with me and we could do it that way. But I'm really excited to be able to give back to my friend um, in a way because it's something that's very important to him and his soon-to-be wife. And it means a lot to me that I'm able to be a part of their ceremony in such a meaningful way. Meaning, you know, I'm not just going to be like a, a, a bridesmaid walking down the aisle. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, I always like to find new ways to be, you know, meaningful to my friends. And so when this opportunity came about, I'm like, wow, what greater gift, you know, can I give than being a part of their wedding and officiating their wedding and, you know, pronouncing them husband and wife. This is something that will stick with them for the rest of their lives and also the rest of my life. So I'm really, really excited to uh, take this on and I'm already booked, you know, for another wedding in, you know, July. So I don't know. It's interesting because a couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine mentioned, you know, that she was thinking about officiating weddings. And I was like, you know what? That would be such a that's, that would be such a cool thing to do. Not cool like to undervalue or to devalue the wedding experience. But it, I was just like, this is just a nice, I don't know, such a thoughtful thing to be able to perform um and I was like maybe I would want to do something like that too because I feel like I always have the gifts of words I you know I'm a great speech writer um and when it comes to the people that I care about the people that I love that are you know that are part of me 
I think I'm very sentimental. And I think above all else, I have been to a million weddings <laughs> in the last, I mean, I've been going to weddings since I was a kid, but people who know my uh, my yearly, I guess, calendar know that I usually have between five to 10 weddings a year. And it's been like that consistently since 2007. So I know a thing or two about weddings and how they're performed, both religious and non-religious. So I was just like, wow, all this expertise wrapped up into one little package. <laughs> so um, I haven't advertised myself as a wedding officiant yet, because again, you know, it's something that I really wanted to reserve for close friends and family if need be. But we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this journey goes. I'm always open to trying new things, and to, you know, being parts of new experiences, etc. So we'll see where that goes. But that is the highlight of my week that I'm going to be able to be such an integral part to such a meaningful sacred ceremony. So that's that. So without further ado, the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Julia Sinatus. Hi. Julia, say hello. <laughs> It's funny because I had a Sinatus not too long ago. Any relation? Um, <laughs> actually, we consider ourselves very close family. Um, we know that we're related in some way, somehow. Um, so we just kept with the, that's my cousin. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who have been paying attention, uh, Shana Sinatus was on a couple of, not really a couple of months ago, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, and she talked about being a two-time published author. Yes, shout out to her. And, you know, just giving some tips on people who wanted to go into self-publishing because I think that it's something that's very necessary. Even myself, I'm like, I have so many stories. Where do I start? Yes. And I think it's important that, especially as black women, we have so much to talk about, so much to contribute to society. So it's important that we start getting on the writing, yes. right? Yes. And speaking of writing, though, <laughs> well, before we, I'm jumping the, jumping the gun. Is that how you say jumping yes. the, I don't know, whatever. Before I go too far, tell us a little about who you are. What do you do? Where are you from? Um, so, of course, my name is Julia Sinatis. Um, I am originally from Brooklyn, um, but my parents are of Haitian descent, so I really consider myself Haitian. Yeah, me too. You know? <laughs> um, so I was born here. The root of who I am is from our Haitian culture. Um, I am an instructional administrator at a charter school, so um, I'm in charge of curriculum, data for a particular grade group band and um that's my day-to-day -day. but i also blog i have my blog which is called check it out by jewels okay uh, yes uh, so i know we're going to talk a little bit more about that um but that's something that i love to do aside from my career all right, cool. And so check it out by Jules. Yes. yes, I was featured on there um, a little while back. I will be reposting. So I'm the worst at reposting because sometimes I don't see that like I've been either tagged to something until like a while later. So I'm like, 
oh no. So I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna do it a throwback Thursday. Okay. Um, but yeah, I so I didn't know that you actually blog. So Julie and I have been going to church together for a very long time. Uh, so that's how I got to know Jules. We sang together in the yeah. choir and the praise team. And so we're really connected in that way. Um, but for the longest time, I didn't know that you were even into like the creative things. Like I knew that by the way that you like, cause you're very eclectic in the way that you dress. I love like you had the funky glasses and always like, even yesterday you had like this nice dress. I'm like, what is going on here? Where are you getting these things? So she's always well put together. So I knew she had some like the fashion sense but I didn't know that you were into like creative writing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So when you had hit me up about like, you know, the blog, I'm like, wait, blog, what are you talking about? And then I go on there and I'm like, there's other articles on here. (laughs) I'm like, wait, you do this. I do this. this. Um, uh, Well, to tell a little bit about my blog um, and when I decided to start, um, actually I, back in 2017 in February, Um, I had an experience with um, my actual job where I was um, at the time and I needed to kind of just let out my frustration and let out like what I was experiencing and for other people who may have experienced that same thing Mm -hmm. um, to let them know that no you have the right to like put your foot down and that's okay. So I needed a space to write about that and then I decided to blog Mm. yes i decided to blog and i only blogged that one thing about (laughs) that experience um and then i said to myself i think i'm uh, i like this and if i like this what is gonna be my focus Mm -hmm. you know I really didn't want it to be one of those like personal blog about, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I had a bad day about something. I didn't want it to be that. I wanted to be more focused on what I truly have passions around and wanted to share with other people. Um, so then the three focus areas right now is smoothie Sundays because every Sunday I'd wake up and I would make a smoothie and whether I found the recipe or whether it's something I just decided to put together, Mm -hmm. that's part of who I am. So I wanted people to be able to also think about health in some way yeah do something for you that you that you like that's part of wellness so then i started blogging about the different recipes i would try and what the ingredient the purpose of the different ingredients Mm. and how they benefit you um and put it out there and put pictures out there um so that's one aspect of it um sunday smoothies and then the other aspect is i go out you know, I have. Listen, we we young black and single. You, you know, <laughs> so we're young, in these streets. Young black, single, professional. Um, I go out. You know, and I live in Brooklyn, and Brooklyn has a plethora of places that you know we can always try out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I decided if I go somewhere and I experience it, I want to share this with other people because oftentimes people say, "Hey, um, where's somewhere I could go? Hey, um, do you know something I can try? Or hey, have you ever been there?" And I'm sharing this with people, and I'm like, "Wait, I need to also share this on a space where I can say, check out the blog, check out what my experience was, and if it's something you want to really do, do it." So then I have that other 
that other category where I'm sharing about events in different places that I went to that um, is in New York. Mm-hmm. And then the final aspect of it is women empowerment, women in pro- women who are black professionals, women who are doing things, mm-hmm. right? I love to see other women doing things, and I'm a big proponent of supporting women who do different things. So I did the um, Women March Sundays. Mm-hmm. It was, was it Sundays? It was, women, like... it was March Women Month. Okay. Something around that. I forgot. I even I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> what that what the type specific title was. But the whole point was March. We know is definitely about women. Mm-hmm. Um. So I wanted to showcase women that I knew, women who I've had great interactions with, who are doing things not only in their um, professional life, but who are doing things in their own um, spaces outside of that, in their entrepreneurial ways mm-hmm. right and i wanted to highlight that like you can do both you know and also everything that they were doing made impact in some type of way which i think is very critical mm-hmm. so i really wanted to highlight that so that other people can if they've never interacted with these individuals hey this is your opportunity to um you could gain services from them you can ask some questions and um i also feel like more women need to see that there are women within our age range, mm-hmm. within our culture, you know, especially the Haitian, um, the Haitian American space, who are doing a lot of awesome things. So I really wanted to highlight that. Okay, yeah. And I remember when I saw, when I was looking through the different um, posts, I was like, this is really, really amazing. And I know we were talking offline about the importance of like reviews in mm-hmm. a sense, right? But not just like you said, like not like just Yelp reviews, like, yeah, food was good, you know, space didn't stink, you know, and leave it like that. I give it four stars. Mm-hmm. But really going into a real like experience mm-hmm. about events and different spaces. Um, because for me, I'm really sensitive about the spaces I enter mm. and I don't like, you know, I've always been in touch with like my, my spirit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So it's like, if, if, if my, if I walk into a place and I'm not feeling vibes, like something positive, then I cannot stay. Mm. And so I know there are a lot of people who are sensitive when it comes to that, but just knowing, you know, what you're getting into, mm-hmm. you know, we're out here in these streets. We're trying to have fun. We're trying to learn. We're trying to engage and connect with people, but we also don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So like, if I know, like I've known Julia for a very long time. So like, I know how she is. I know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I know if she says, Hey, this spot was dope. I'm like, all right, it was dope. (laughs) But if Julia's like, "Mm, I don't know about this, go at your own risk. I might still go, but at least I'm like, I already got a warning that it might not be what I expect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, think wisely, do what you need to do. And I think that people are looking for somebody to kind of like vet. It's like you're vetting spaces, you're vetting events, you're vetting forums before others step in. And I think it's really important, especially for those of us who are professional. We don't have time to be, you know, wasting or spending money on a spot where we're like, what what just happened here? So I think it's important to get. And I think that, you know, also people are afraid of like, even though you have people who are kind of giving some reviews here and there. People are afraid of like offending mm-hmm. or they, they, they're afraid that if they don't tell like how they like if they tell how they really feel and it's not 
in a you know, and it's it's like contrary to what the the creator whatever would expect that they shouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that fear um, is definitely is at a disadvantage to to people like me who yeah. are looking for reviews. So if you're telling me it was amazing, but you know it sucked, but you just didn't say it sucked because you're scared. <laughs> then I'm now going to be like, I'm never looking at you again mm-hmm. as like a reviewer. Like you just, you don't have an opinion. So I think it's, imp- I think it's really important to have like something like that in place. Yes. Um, that, that blogging opportunity and space allows me to be very authentic mm-hmm. in my experience. Um, Yelp and all these, uh, and all these other spaces, um, to some aspect, you kind of are limited. And sometimes when you do give the review, it's based on um an emotion mm-hmm. that either you want to counteract what the experience was. So you're like, oh no, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and put a review up, a bad review about what experience so everybody else could see it. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what that you know, my space is about my my blogging space is about um check it out by Jules. It's more so about I had a authentic, sensory, holistic experience somewhere, and I want to share that with mm-hmm. the world. Um, and it's very authentic to me. And a lot of times um, we have people who are creators of events, and they want you to have their experience. Um, but it's like, no, I want to hear from the person who went and had an experience, and it wasn't necessarily what the curator ex- expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Or maybe it was what they expected. But I want it to be something that is just authentic to the fact that I came and I had an experience, period, regardless of what it was. Yeah. So I'm um, being able to share that with others. You get to hear me almost like I experienced it from when I walked in. The aesthetics, the colors, the mood, the energy, down to who I interacted with, down to me sitting, eating, or listening to the music and then when I leave, you get to get all of that, you know, because I want it to be as if like a narrative writing, mm-hmm. you know, you sit, what you're reading, you get a full experience, you use your visualization and it's like you you have the sensual experience of that moment. You weren't even there. Mm-hmm. So I want people to have that experience when I talk about what I what I went in and discovered and what that interaction or that you know, it's, it's, I have to say experience again, but what that experience is for yeah. me. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's interesting you say when you're talking about like the eating, the, the, the music, because a lot of times people go to events for vibes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if, if the vibes are off or if the curator was like, the vibes are going to be X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and you get there and it's not, it's like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really important too. But another thing you said that, you know, the, the curator of the events, like they're, they're piecing the event together in hopes of gaining or or putting forth an experience mm-hmm. that's in their mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were saying how, like, you know, you can attend these events and it might not be their experience. But the other thing could be, like, it could be an experience that they didn't, like, it went mm-hmm. so well, yes. so above their wildest, like, imagination yes. for this, you know, their their expectations that it's like, wow, like, now they're, they might even be learning from your piece. Yes you know, how they actually went above and beyond what they even expected. So that could also be 
a boost for these curators Mm -hmm. to also, you know, see what went well, what didn't go well, Mm -hmm. or wow, I didn't expect this to go this well. Let's keep up with this momentum. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's almost as if it's kind of like a, it's, it's, it's you sharing the narrative of, you know, for not just people who are wanting to attend these events, but the people who are actually hosting these Mm -hmm. events and curating these events Mm -hmm. that, you know, here is an individual who gave their authentic, ex, you know, experience down to the music, to the food, to mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, not many people are, like, people are attending events, but not many people are are actually willing to sit down and give the feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, the most I'll tell, you know, to an event promoter or curator is like, good job, this was cool. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. But they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, a part of, um, you know, the things that I do within my career is always being to give being able to give explicit feedback. Mm-hmm. So that kind of translate into my writing, you know, trying to give as much as possible the explicit feedback that I gained from being there. But regardless of what the experience is at the end of the day, I will always push the readers of um, wh- whoever comes to my blog page, the audience, the readers, to still go and have your own experience mm-hmm. because that's important too. Yeah, You know, you don't ever want to limit people or say, no, this is what it was and you shouldn't or you should. I always say you should because your experience may be different, mm-hmm. but then that's another added value to... Um, you know, whoever it is or wherever it is that you go and whoever it is that you interact with when you go there. Mm-hmm. I think that's always important that the world knows, even with though we all, or I share my experience, we all still have different experiences. And that's also a story in itself. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now with the blogging, it's mm-hmm. been a couple of years now that yes. you've been doing it since yeah. February 2017, really. Yes. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, I know we were, again, talking offline a little bit about um, some of the struggles that mm-hmm. us writers mm-hmm. have, right? Yes. So <laughs> it's one of those things where I experience it all the time. I've been writing or blogging was like since 2007. Mm-hmm. And there were periods, like I took a, like a hiatus, I took a break. And I find that a lot of times people on the outside, Mm -hmm. they're just like, well, where's the consistency? Like you're not so consistent. Like you were blogging for like three weeks straight. And then like (laughs) now it's been like a month. We haven't seen anything like what's going on here. And I totally understand that, you know, the readers, obviously it's like a good book, right? You want to wait till the next um, chapter comes out, the next book comes out. So you're like, you know, you're attached to it. I get it. But I feel like, People on the outside, because I like to call them outsiders if you're not into the world, Mm -hmm. they don't really understand like the demand, right? I mean, because you're going out to events. Yes. And coming up with this material for like, for the most part, you have other aspects like mm-hmm. the Sunday smoothie and then the women empowerment, but like for the reviews and stuff like that takes time, that takes effort. Mm-hmm. And you're not just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, spit it out like right then and there because mm-hmm. you want to be thoughtful about it. You want to recollect yes. mm-hmm. what your experiences were. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to figure out like, how do we translate this to the audience like listen guys we still here but we gotta (laughs) we got bills to pay and we we actually are very thoughtful about the content that we put out 
Yeah, that's that. I think that's the space I'm in right now. Like the reconstruction of it all, like making sure that reconstruction my blog page and also making sure that my Instagram also conveys what Mm -hmm. my blog conveys. Um, making sure that Facebook conveys the same thing, making sure that everything is aligned, but at the same time leaving room for all the other things I did to be, I do to be showcased. Um, but I think that. People, yeah, people normally think that, yeah, we we have time for this. I have to always put an hour um, on a Sunday that spend that hour only on blogging. Like, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I outline how I'm going to write it. I outline exactly what I want to share. And then um, then I'm okay with writing it in that. And then I'm like, okay, when do I want it to come out? When mm-hmm. do I want to publish it today at this time? Or do I want to wait? So that's one thing that's very difficult because also having not just a job, but a career, a career that I love, mm-hmm. it's hard to find that balance, especially when sometimes I come home with paperwork and I need to get that done and that's the priority. So it's really now at the point of thinking about how to reconstruct everything so it's Streamline and two, having time, really putting time aside to be able to give to this other thing that I'm not getting paid for, mm-hmm. but I also love doing. Yeah. Right? Because everything has to have a um, what's the a reward? Yeah, right. So if it's not monetary reward, how do you still keep the momentum going? Which is still the place that I'm I'm in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely a struggle, and I think that you know people kind of underestimate like the oh, type yeah. of like the amount of work and oh, effort yeah. that goes in yeah. to blogging. Like we have shows like you know Freaking Sex in the City, which I love, <laughs> but you know you have Carrie like. Today, I did this and it's typing away as if this is like something that's just like mm-hmm. natural. I mean, maybe it could be a natural talent. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a lot of people, it is a natural talent. Mm-hmm. But there's still, you know, when you're balancing a career, mm-hmm. when you're balancing, you know, children, when you're balancing other ac- other extracurricular activities mm-hmm. like the choir, like mm-hmm. we have other things that mm-hmm. like take time out of our day. And I was telling you before, I'm like, if I could just take a month sabbatical from work. I could wake up, you know, I could, I could, you know, eat some breakfast, turn on the TV and then around 11 o'clock saying, hmm, I feel like writing right now. Or I can go to the park and get inspired by nature. It would be great. You would but, do it. But that's not that's the reality. Not, yeah. We're literally sneaking time from work or waking. I mean, there was a time where I would wake up at like five in the morning mm-hmm. just so that I could be like, okay, let's start processing what I might want to talk about. Yes, yes, yes craziness and i also sometimes have to make sure i gotta give myself a window to write right because i've had this experience i wanted to continue to stay authentic so i do not want a lot of time in between Mm -hmm. to go to happen because then i might lose some things that i did experience Mm -hmm. and then i don't get to share that so that's another aspect of it that really is another aspect of it and then another thing is that it's cost to go out to go to events it costs to buy a drink to be at the event or to, to buy, buy an appetizer and to, out, to get the hair done <laughs> it's just it's just it's, it it costs all of it no matter how you look at it it's costly so i always got to think about that aspect too you yeah. know yeah but even even running a blog, like people think, I mean, there's like that that too. that <laughs> if you're gonna do the annual or monthly fee, like mm-hmm. a lot of times people are just like posting 
just a post like mm-hmm. there is a fee associated with running yes. a a blog platform a blog website there's a domain there's domain it's registry it's not like just fun you know roses or whatever people think that it's just like oh it's a hobby you just want to do it no. i mean i mean you can still call it a hobby but it's a hobby that that you're actually putting putting effort into yes to hopefully one day you know like for me like i still don't get paid off of any of the platforms that i mm-hmm. have right now mm-hmm. but it's sometimes it takes years mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. even get there mm-hmm. uh, but then when you get there you get there yes but yes. it's you know but it's definitely a lot of work and i think that it's like i love the fact that there are people who are following us that are interested <laughs> it's like me when i used to read like the to- the um mary morrison books oh yeah i'd be like i finished one and i would hear that the next one's not coming out until like the next year i'd go crazy so, <laughs> so i get it i get it but you know you guys have to understand that you know we're we're regular people mm-hmm. who are juggling multiple things mm-hmm. and we're trying to do the best that we can so if if you see like a couple of weeks or a month even goes by and you don't see anything the, you know don't think that we're just not consistent or we're not about that life it's yeah. just that you know there are other things that might have to take yeah. precedent or yes. you know priority mm-hmm. like i don't know rent or your kids or work maybe work is piling up on you like i tell people all the time like if my job that's paying me a weekly salary <laughs> is putting more on my plate i'm not going to be like nabi i got a blog I to write to this no. and, and even though like even in the time span from when the from the last time i blogged i've been i've gone out i've traveled and stuff and all these different things but because those places that I've gone to, they do not tie back to my blogging. I'm not going to blog about that Mm -hmm. as well. So that's another thing. Like, even though I am having these um, other things that I'm doing, if it doesn't tie back, I'm not going to include it. And it doesn't mean that I've forgotten. It's just that right now, I may not have the content Mm -hmm. to put up, but I haven't forgotten about this. I'm still building this platform and i think it's that that's important too that you're not again just doing things just to do like you are going out but like you said you want things to make sense and i think a lot of times when people journey on to you know you know blog writing or podcasting or whatever you know creative medium they you know in order to keep up with what they think is a demand Mm -hmm. they just like put out anything Like, you know, if I, like, there's been, you know, certain weeks where I started like recording and I'm like, I'm not feeling this. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't feel like it's with the, whatever my purpose is. It's not meshing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting out an episode this week. Yeah. It's not, it's not because, oh, I forgot or, oh, I was lazy. It's like what I had in my mind to write about actually once I'm, it's not, it's not translating into Mm -hmm. what the purpose of this is. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important too. To, you know, have that discernment of like, mm-hmm. you know, w- you know, what am I putting out? And does it all make sense? Does it all tie into who I am? Mm-hmm. So I think that's important for like your branding as well, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm big on trying to get things to be aligned, even though when you look at my Instagram right now, yes, you'll see some of the things that I posted. But you also even though I don't I don't on my blog, I don't talk about product review mm-hmm. all the time. 
I do have a little bit of that happening, um, but it's not a big part of my blogging. Now I do want to make it a big part of my blogging because I like plant-based products. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that I also have to find a space now to make sure that I'm intentional about including it. Um, And also I have my professional advocacy stuff that I do. And it's not on my blog. It won't ever be mm-hmm. on my blog, probably only because that's a different that that's a different different stage. realm. Yeah, yeah, that's a different realm. That's a different stage. And um, again, even though it's part of my experience, it's not something that I want to include. Even though I can, mm-hmm. I can, but I also want to tailor my blog to a specific audience and to a specific. Um, space in a specific category and topics so i don't want it to be too much on there neither so what is the specific you know uh group that you're targeting like what like your ideal audience what does that look like if i can be very authentic yes this is Um, this is what we're here for authentic space yes if i can be very authentic it's really for the black community um black women black community, black professionals. It's really for them. Um, because we, there was a time where there wasn't enough, enough catering to us. Mm -hmm. And now that we do, I also want to always make sure that I'm highlighting that first. Um, if there are other groups that want to share that experience, I'm open to that as well, but it's always to the black community first mm-hmm. and the women first yeah then everyone else comes after yeah i mean it's 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 pretty much the same thing with this podcast this mm-hmm. podcast is actually very even on this cover it says for professional women mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. like that's who i'm you know targeting that's who you know my audience base tends to be now if somebody who's not who does not fall in that category like a man or a white woman, if they want to, you know, listen in or tune in or mm-hmm. participate, nobody's saying no. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, though, it would be intentional that, you know, we're part of a group that's been marginalized mm-hmm. for God knows how long. And even now that we st- we're starting to see a lot more of these women empowerment groups for mm-hmm. women of color, mm-hmm. and we're seeing, you know, black girls rock, mm-hmm. black girl this, and we're seeing a lot of happenings for black women. At the end of the day, we're still not where we need to be. And yes, it's great that we have all these other platforms, but we're still not where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, well, we don't have to curate things for us anymore because, you know, we're, we're there now. We're not. Right. right. So it's really important. I, and I, and I, I find that sometimes people are hesitant, you know, because even with myself, when I first started the podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm like, can, can I say for women of color only? Like, can, you know what I mean? Cause you're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want any, but then I'm like, no, but the, it is for me though. Like, yeah. why am I gonna, why am I gonna like half step or dance around the topics? Like everything I'm talking about is geared toward professional women of color. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody has an issue with that, then they could slide, you know, kindly slide up in my DM <laughs> and we can have a conversation <laughs> But yeah, I feel like, but I feel like a lot of times people, you know, even though they see it happening, they're Mm -hmm. still wondering, like, can I actually go say this? Can I do this? I'm, I'm never afraid to go beyond Mm -hmm. the, the line that is placed for us. Why? Because at some point, some, we have to 
for things to change, right? And for and for other people to be included. When we think about feminist groups, right? When and they created this whole movement for women. It wasn't originally for women of color. Mm-hmm. Until this day, even when you when we see the the march that we had not too long uh, ago, the women's march. Yeah, yeah, we had black women there, but look at the numbers, right? So we still have a long way to go in terms of our um, black women and mm-hmm. how we have to always make sure we show up for them and that um, we're showcased. Yeah. You know, so that is a, a, a key thing that I'm always looking to do any way that I can, mm-hmm. particularly women in my circle who... Everyone may not know because we're always highlighting those people who have these big brands Mm -hmm. or who are celebrities. No, we have people who are in our backyards who Mm -hmm. are doing phenomenal things. And we need to showcase that to to the world. And we need to support that. You know, so and black businesses. Yeah. The ones I come across, I will always showcase if I can through my blogging because that's important to me. That's important. One that my money goes back into black, black businesses, black Mm -hmm. communities. And it's important that people know that we have these um, businesses. We have these events that happen right here in Brooklyn um, and you need to support it. Yeah. And I definitely appreciate that because again, you know, when we're working, hustling and bustling, we don't, we don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I don't know. Like when I went to, um, Shay's book release, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that Hervé, who is part of the SDA community, the Haitian SDA community in the same conference as me had like a, you know, a skincare line. I had no idea. And why aren't we showcasing that? You know what I mean? So so I've, so when I saw it, I was like, well, I was looking to get some body butter. So I definitely <laughs> bought his like kit. And I, he was actually on um, my According to RP show okay. a couple months awesome. ago talking about that. But I was just like, this is amazing. And so like, and then I'm finding out there are other people like Rose from Shiloh, mm-hmm. Shiloh Bilingual mm-hmm. has um, a skincare line too. And I was like... I think what? it's called Noatelia. Uh, but I was just like, I didn't even know. And I see this woman like all the time. No idea that she had a skincare line. So I'm like, okay, well, when her veins start running out, I'm about to run up and get, and some, get some from Rose. Yep, you're keeping money back. You keep, you're keeping money in our community, right? Mm-hmm. You're supporting those who you know, right? Which is very important because we always talk about... Um, how often do we support our own, mm-hmm. our friends at that, which is very critical. Yeah. So you're doing that, right? And then you're allowing them a platform where they can share with you another piece of who they are and what they are doing. Yeah. Why? It's a win-win. It's a, for everybody. Yeah, it's for a everybody. win-win. Yeah. But I think it's it's really important that we, you know, that there are people like you who are able to showcase that and to put it in our faces. Because if it was to this day, I would have never known that Hervé had a had a skincare Some, line. Yeah, yeah. I would have never known that role. Like, I had to hear it from, like, the grapevine. Like, I would have never known. But, like, if there's somebody who's intentionally, like, saying, hey, have you, you know, do you need a mug? Like, or do you need a whatever? <laughs> like, listen, let me show you where I just bought these custom-made slippers mm-hmm. or this custom custom made jacket or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, from so-and-so down the block who makes them, you know? And so I think it's really important to put it in our faces because we don't, 
And the thing is, too, is like, you know, a lot of us were struggling brands. We yeah. don't have the money mm-hmm. for the Facebook ads, yeah. for the Instagram ads to put it in people's faces, you know? And so we really rely on our friends, yes. our family to be like, hey, you bought something. Could you please like, you know, take a picture of it, please? Like take a picture of that brooch or something. Yeah, and then like tag me in there, you know, like yeah. something. Yeah, um, <laughs> cause that, that's how that's how it works. Yes. That's how it happens. One, it creates content for you. Mm-hmm. Two, it showcases them and it puts it out there for everyone to be able to have access. Exactly. To it, right. So those two things is just that's the key thing. And we rely on our friends a lot. Like my thing is like if I saw that like Julia bought a hat from I don't know, let's say Tara who's making hats or whatever, and I see it on Julia and Julia's actually posting mm-hmm. about it because I know for me if it's if I ain't posting about it <laughs> I mean, I supported you. I might not come back. <laughs> but if I didn't post about it, that, you know, not all the times, but it could mean that maybe I wasn't 100% pleased, but I'm not going to put you out there like that on social media. Mm-hmm. I'll come to you on the side mm-hmm. and say, hey, I got your product. I think that this could have been better, done better, whatever. Take the feedback how you want it. Call it a day. Mm-hmm. But if people are actually posting, like if Julia's posting the hat, then I'm like, okay, so this hat must be sturdy. <laughs> This hat must be, you know, this is a product because she's putting it out there. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a lot of times as friends, like that's how we do with our friends. Like mm-hmm. if I buy something and I post it, my friend won't even ask questions. I'm going to get my order too because Rita posted it. Yes. And yes. it's about, you know, creating that credibility for yourself yes. too. Yes. I think my last few um, Instagram posts that had to do with the things that I'm wearing. And it's funny because I don't, I'm not a fashion blogger, mm-hmm. right? But I, because I was able to tap into one, um, someone I met on Instagram who is also a good friend of my hairstylist. Mm. I mean, she's a sister of my hairstylist. She opened up her brand called Mel's Boutique and she's a personal stylist. Mm. So I went to her and I said, girl, let me... <laughs> We gonna we need to do something together. We did. Um, she got me a few items, and I said, anytime I wear your stuff, I will make sure I showcase it. And I mm-hmm. say, it, it's you, you know, because that's the kind of support that we supposed to give one another. But guess what? Another friend saw it and said, oh, I got to hit her up and get some stuff from her. And I said, do it, please do it. So again, like what you said, it's always about word of mouth, and mm-hmm. it's about and it's from friends. So where do we see the blog going in, you know, in the next, let's say, people always say five years, but I like to be even more specific. Two years from now, where where do you see the blog? Check it out by Jules. So where I see the blog going is um, really being almost like a... I'm not going to say like a mini magazine of sort, but it's um, a place where... You can definitely find something, get a real detailed in review about it, and you would want to immediately go try it. Mm-hmm. So I already, like I said, I already have the three components um, with the women empowerment, review of event space, and then review of, of the smoothies I, I create or whatever. But now it's adding the piece of the products that I actually do try, the natural plant-based products that I do try and sharing that with, with people and what my experience is of actually really sharing it. And really they're black based products, Mm -hmm. right? Women based, women created based products as well. So it's adding that component and then adding, um, 
maybe I might add a fashion aspect to it, but it's really about a resource for people who want to try things that are catered to the black community. Um, that's that one place where you can go and you can really find it. So I'm really trying to revamp it, re recreate it so it's very specific in how it looks, mm -hmm. very specific in who it tailors. And hopefully I gain a, a wider audience. Okay. I hope that was clear. <laughs> no, it was very clear, actually. Very clear. You were talking about um, plant-based products. Yeah, yeah, Have uh, you tried the Impossible Burger at Burger King? <laughs> people trying to do the challenge on social media with with the regular whopper versus the impossible burger whopper um, you know a lot of our commercial um, <laughs> you know big brands i see where they're going because they're trying to cater to these groups but that's not it for me <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not it for me um, more so for me when we talk about um plant-based it's really um those up-and-coming plant-based um products and okay up-and-coming plant-based places um like restaurants um so that's what it is more for me so not the impossible burger at burger king we're not no, doing that we're not doing i haven't had this whopper yet i used to love the whopper but then i stopped i tried to stop eating at fast food restaurants because i want to live uh past the age <laughs> of like i don't know 40 50 um but i've been seeing a lot of people doing the challenge like whopper versus impossible whopper i've been told that the impossible burger whopper tastes just like a whopper so I'm like, huh? But I'm like, but if it could taste just like a Whopper, what is going on? What is in this product? Nah, is it plant based? That's not the nah. I don't think it's plant based. Not, I don't think it's plant based. <laughs> that's not nah. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. We're here for like the brands that are selling, like you know, the like the clothing, the products, the restaurants, like you said. So, what is a good plant based restaurant that we can go to in Brooklyn? Um, so there is, I forgot the name. Of I'm it. all so about food. It's one, and there's one in Bushwick. Okay. Um, is it called Green Garden? I cannot tell you the specific name, but that one, they're really good. Um, and the other. It's not really plant based, but Grand Champs BK. Oh, Grand Champs. Okay, yeah, I've been there like when they first opened. I always still go for their legume, which is the, you know, steamed eggplant. Yeah. That's part of our culture. Um, but in terms of a lot of vegan restaurants, I haven't been because when I, I cook certain things at home mm -hmm. um, and. I just really haven't had the opportunity to really go to a lot of those places. Those places, but plant-based products that I've tried, I could tell you a, a, a bunch. All right, give me, give me two, give me two. <laughs> okay, so we have Honey Pot. Everybody know about Honey Pot. I've heard of Honey Pot. What yes. exactly is that? The feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've pot. never yes. used. I've never uh, used it because I just used, you know, my Dove soap. <laughs> No, girl, what are you doing? I don't know. I mean, I haven't had any issues, so. It's, it's one of the things that for a very long time I was looking for a company that was um, black created and also plant-based created. 
that focused on feminine care, mm -hmm. right? Because we have all these other different places. Like Summer's Eve and stuff like that. The, yeah, but I needed something that was fully plant-based and mm -hmm. chemical-free because I find that a lot of things that we've been using for years, mm -hmm. they're not good for our... They're not good for our reproductive system. They're not good for the honeypot. They're not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, so there's another company made with love. They're not black-based, but they are also an organic chemical free based feminine care um, mm -hmm. line. But Honeypot, what I found with Honeypot is that a lot of the products that they have, especially they do tampons, tampons. Oh, wow. Yes. So they so so we're not just talking about like a summer's eve douche. No. We're talking about tampons and pads? Yes. Girl, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. This is a little bit too much for you. Oh, no. This is a women-based. Yes. <laughs> we can they, talk about this. What they do, and I'm sure most people have um, tried it now, what they do is they infuse a lot of their pads with herbs and oils Interesting. to support with cramping in a natural way what? and i was like this is what i've been looking for all my life so i don't have to take any pills and i don't have to do this and i, I didn't this, even I know yes and the feminine wash as well has been very helpful and they also have a different one for mother for like new moms mm -hmm. um to support you know the changes yeah in, you know what is happening yeah there. Um, so I'm, I, as soon as I found them, I was like, yeah, I need to try this. You guys need to try this. Come on. And then I blogged about it because I had, I think that's where I saw it. It was on your blog. Cause I'm like, what is this honeypot business? Yes. yes. And but I had I the full experience about it. So once I had it and I tried it myself, um, and I tried it more than once, then I was like, no, I got to let everyone know like this is for real. So that one, yes. And even some of my coworkers, when I shared it with mm -hmm. them, some of them have switched. Well, I'm going to try it now. Like, I, cause I'm thinking it was just like feminine washes and I'm like, I don't, I've never had any issues. I don't really need that. So, <laughs> but I didn't know that they actually had like tampons and pads. Because and at that point, now we're talking a different uh, different topic. Now, that's something I can get down with. And it's affordable. I always also try to present things that are affordable. It mm -hmm. is affordable. It can be found at Target. It can be found at Walmart. Oh, these are in stores. Because yes. I was going to ask you, where can I get it? Before, when I started using it, it wasn't out like that in terms of like the big stores. It was only like really you could get it online. But now it's in Target. It's in Walmart. You can go. You can get it. Okay. And it's not that expensive. I'm going to check it out. And I'm and I'm going to let you know how I feel about it. Please. Yes. Please, please do. Um, also, um, another plant-based product that I think is awesome is I have a friend of mine, but she's in Georgia right now. Her name is Naomi. She's a makeup artist. She's a um, freelance makeup artist. Mm -hmm. But she created this like whole butter line, right? Made of natural butters that she put together. Well, natural products that she put together. And um, the consistency, the the smell, mm -hmm. perfect. The sizing, like you cannot go wrong. Like buying a butter for the, for the winter. It's a body be butter. Ready. Yes, yes. So she also has them in like three different um, sizes. Mm -hmm. So if you just need something for your bag, really small for your bag, or something for your desk, and something to keep in the house, you will find those three sizes. So. I'm just saying. What's the name of that company now? Blushed by Naomi. Blushed by Naomi. All right, <laughs> Blushed by Naomi. Because in the, in the winter time, I love, like, 
in the in the summer, I don't really like the butters because I don't like being hot and sticky. Yeah, me neither. So, you know, I will do the Jergens. <laughs> you know, so if somebody out there can create me a lightweight summertime, then we could I, I can mess with you. But the wintertime, that's when I really break out the butters. So I'm I'm butter shopping right now. So I will offer your recommendation. I will get blushed by Naomi. Check it out. Check it out. I will check it out and I will let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. It's always good, you know, learning about, you know, different things and also like, you know, support, like how different ways we can support mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in our black community who's in the struggle because it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is very it's hard, hard to get products out there. It's hard to get your the blogs, the podcasts. Like we're all trying to grow, 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 but it's just not easy. So we have to support each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm a big proponent of however way I can advertise you on my mm-hmm. IG. I do it. Yeah, yeah. Julia is a really big supporter. She reposts. <laughs> she comments. <laughs> Look, you know, come on, people. Come on. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I mean, though, I don't have an iPhone 11 or anything like that. I do the best I can with the you, iPhone. Listen, you you do you doing you doing good. You doing good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so this was really great thank you so much for coming on the show and thank talking you. about Thanks a little bit about who you me. who you are what you do thank you for having me um if, they, if anyone do, do want to find me yes give us all <laughs> we want all the info give us all of your info um i am on instagram i go by miss jules j-u-l-e-z 12 um at on Instagram, and then in my bio, there's the link to the blog, which is Check It Out by Jules on WordPress. All right, cool. Yes. So, and so for whatever reason, if you guys did not get that, <laughs> you can, there's two things you can do: go in my comments, you'll see she's 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 a commenter, yes, yes. <laughs> or you could just slip into my DM at uh, Frida's World, Frida F R E E D A S underscore World, and then say who was that girl that was on? Who, you know what was her information again? And I'll send it to you. <laughs> I will send it to you. But I will definitely be reposting or at least um, sharing snippets. I will be reposting my um, my. I guess not interview, but my debut mm. on the blog because mm. I didn't get a chance to. I think I reposted it once, but I'm gonna put it on the Frida's World. I I don't even think the IG was created at that time yet. Um, just so you guys can um, see the article and also get a taste of oh, Jewels and her writing. But that is a wrap for this episode. Again, thank you so much for coming on thank the show. It was a good time. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good, good time. And definitely we're going to have you back on the show so we oh. can, yeah, so we can follow up, okay. follow up and hold okay. each other accountable. Be like, yeah. where are you? Because yeah. by the time you come back, you're going to be like, man, I got to make sure I get this together yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> together. Um, but no, seriously, thank you so much. for. I know, I know you're like, thank you for having me on. But Jules has been, I mean, now I'm calling her Jules. Julia, whatever. <laughs> um, has always been a really great supporter of Frida's World, Frida Women NYC. In fact, you know, we've done, it's been like, it's been twice now that we had the, um, it's not really an event, but we've been doing the workshops for the women's shelter. And actually Jules is the one that found the women's shelter <laughs> for me. And it works out so perfectly. To support, you know, what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, but it was, but it was just like, so it was like, if I need something and I'm like, Julia, could you handle it? She's just always like, what can I do? 
Where can I go? And she never takes any credit for anything. No, so no. I'm actually happy I that I had this opportunity <laughs> to say thank you on air for oh, all of the support oh, yeah. that you. I know, but it's you know you gotta you gotta you know support you know tell people that you that you appreciate them while they're still here, and then because sometimes it gets so easy to get lost in the sauce, thank you. and you want people to like, feel like they're valuable and like you know the journey. So I definitely want to thank you. For all of the work that you've done. I know that we have ideas, you know, brewing. And so, yeah, other. we'll definitely have a lot more going on. But I definitely going to have you back so we can follow up on the blog. Okay, see, okay. See what's going on with that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. There will be more going. There will be more to come, more to come. More events, yeah. more events popping up. Yes. All right, so I will talk to you guys next week. It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world.